Hey, audio listener. Welcome to the AV Epics Podcast, an Avenue Studios production. Check out our Patreon and Locals community for exclusive content, access to our private Discord, and so much more. And don't forget to review our podcast to help spread the word. And now, let's dive into the adventure. Hey, everybody. Welcome to AV Epics. As always, let me know how sound is and balance, music, and all that good stuff. I'm Dan Stacy, and you're about to witness my nerdy family and I use silly voices and digital dice to tell a good story as we return to the next edition of the Colonial Marines and Starfinder 2nd Edition. Of course, this is a community-built system using uh, stuff from Starfinder ported into Pathfinder 2nd Edition mechanics. So check out the link below to join their Discord and get in the discussion and the playtesting. Special shout out to Mart from that Discord who helps set this up and gave us permission to use the system tonight. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, announcements, of course. This is our last 9 p.m. Eastern live stream today. So thanks for being here. Starting in August, we will be switching to Wednesdays, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern generally. And actually, the next two Wednesdays are going to be a special uh, live live video games with Jacob and one of our supporters, Blue Frog. So uh, we'll have some more announcements for that in my calendar with all the dates on there. But August we're using as time because we're doing a bunch of construction here in the studio. And uh, Jake says he'll be in a wig, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, we're going to do a bunch of construction, so August we're going to be testing things out. At the end of the month, we'll also be playtesting the alpha version of Crucible, the RPG system from Foundry Virtual Tabletop. Um, so that'll be really fun. And yes, Chris and Jake are going to kill some zombies. I'm really excited <laughs> for it, actually. It's going to be really fun, so don't miss that. And of course, with our continued themed collaborations with the Interplanar Crossroads, which includes tonight, uh, starting in August, those will be on Thursdays with the Force Forge, the second Thursday of the month, and at the end of the month, we'll play our supporter live stream. Uh, and I think that's it. Mm -hmm. So, without speaking of, let's turn over to everybody else as we enter the final day for Avenue Studios of Sci-Fi July, along with Adam from the Interplanar Crossroads. Good sir, what's going on on your side of the internet? Well, greetings and salutations, travelers. I'm glad that we can welcome you back to Avenue Studios. Um, as far as things going on over at the Inn of Planar Crossroads, we have our... You are correct that this is going to be leading into August, which means Augustine Allusions. A-L-L, not I-L-L. Because we are going to be talking about... You'll you'll see this in the in the preview thumbnail thing I put out on Saturday. We're going to be talking about the wacky, the weird, the surreal, and dreamscapes and mind palaces in those discussions. So, if you want to check those out in our around the hearth discussions, you can. And also, I believe I am supposed to be the one running, uh, technically running the game for August, which I haven't yeah. decided yet if we're going to do that in a certain theme. So once that drops, either Friday or Saturday, maybe Sunday, I will put out a poll asking the the wide webs of our viewers whether they would like to have me run a wacky, a weird, or a surreal type of thing. Uh, and we'll see what you guys want. Want something weird and crazy? 
You want something spoopy, or you want something <laughs> surreal? We'll see. But that's what I've got for me. We're trying to get $100 a month of support, so you can do that by going to Patreon, Subscribestar, Locals, or contacting us directly. Really, I just encourage you to go over to our landing page, the uh, theiopc.com or endofplanarcrossroads.com. Either one of those should work, and that'll get you to where we have all of our buttons put in one spot of which way you would like to interact with us. So that's what I have. Beautiful. Thank you. And of course, Abon, Chiro Chiba, thank you guys for being here. Hello, hello. And most importantly, for this moment, Mr. Moral Compass, take us away. Thank you, thank you. All right. In the vast deepness of space, many actions happen from flowers given by a young girl to her father to that of a mass genocide of a people because a father lost his daughter. Today's actions will certainly fall on the radar of those involved as a pivotal point in history, tangled in surprise and confusion. Historians will look back on those moments and theorize of all the possible outcomes that could have happened with a different mindset and a will to make things happen. However, only one path was selected as reality, a reality that is still trying to be unraveled and what it means for the universe at large. A small settlement on the outskirts of the Empire sent out a tidal wave of the energy signal that seems to have everyone interested. With your experience amongst the Empire and its people, you have been selected to man the Void Influencers to help the settlers fend off the first invasion long enough for the ill-fit invasion to move in and capture whatever sent out the signal with you at the front of it. This mission was deemed successful as you were pulled out of the Influencers and quickly moved to the teleporters to lead the in invasion as it is your honor to claim. You are sent through their device and leave behind Charles Trester and Sergeant Jampkins, which one, uh, which one is whereabouts are unknown and the other floats in regenerative liquids, respectfully. As you regain your senses, you recognize your surroundings. As from a dream you recently awoken from, a settlement with buildings ravaged and broken are before you. The only thing that seems to still be in safe conditions is the very landing platform you now stand upon and ill-filled soldiers who now seem to be to be attached to your assault last second. Without skipping a beat, they begin to descend off the platform and head towards the mine as a voice rings in, in your head. Failure to comply will result in extermination for you and your people. Ruby closes her eyes as the blinding light explodes from the door as it begins to open. No, no, honey. Red to red. If you did that green one, we would both be in for a shock. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I, I knew that. What's up, kiddo? You've been looking forward to finishing this for months. Tears begin to well in Ruby's eyes. When will we leave this trash heap? You and Mom are working yourselves to death. You're worried, I can tell. Ellie doesn't understand yet. I'm scared, Dad. Honey, I'm trying. There are regulations that need to be followed, and it takes time. Hey, hey. Everything will be okay, and we will make it out together, alright? I promise. We did it, honey. Welcome to the family, Skip. Ruby and I have been waiting a long time to meet you. 
The image of her dad's smiling face fades, and Ruby stands in a desert waste with a small shanty town behind her in the distance. She looks down at a cross in the ground made of two pieces of rusty scrap metal and places her hand on the stones. I'll get us out of here, but it'll be by my rules. Ruby opens her eyes and steps out into the light. <laughs> All right. So we're on planet, yeah? So let me bring you over. Oh, I was going to say something's loading. <laughs> you ready? You are... We're back in the settlement, although things seem to be geared from you. Within that dreamscape of being with the people, you knew every nook and cranny of this place. But even then, the buildings were fully intact, upright. Here, it just seems like a dream warped, destroyed, as everything around you just seems to be crumbling, unsafe. Perhaps it's usable, but you're not really sure. The You do notice that there's many tracks around the area from the little bit of uh, dusty sand that litters this area, uh, this that litters the room. The Ilfin, who were transported next to you, are walking towards the, the end of the landing pad and look to be going towards the mines. This is going to follow. Not that so. They would be heading this way. And I would just like to know what you plan on doing. Bevins is following. Irons would order a, a slow progress. And I guess maybe in the landing, uh, in the coming down or the landing, he would have turned to his crew and would have said, there will likely come a time when we are on the planet's face where you will not understand what I order you to do, but you must follow orders. Is that clear? Sure, boss. Unji would look to Jolinar. Joel and I would just kind of look, meet Unji's gaze, and then look back at Irons and not say anything, but just give like an acknowledgement nod. Unji would do the same then. Okay. Gonna follow? Yeah. Okay. I would imagine we'll kind of stick together as we move up that mm -hmm. makes the most sense i imagine so um how how many of the other enemies are there there's four elfin well we seen any of those are creatures that roll a perception check yeah <laughs> also a question do the ill-fed soldiers respond to any orders i give like slow progress or something like that they aren't directly under your command, but they will respect what you say. Okay. 
So if you tell uh, them there's slow progress, they they would. Uh, he'd also say two by two formation. Now you don't have to move it on the board that way, but he would say two by two formation. All right. Yeah, they would already be like that. Gotcha. All right. So well, he, he kind of wants space between the first two and the other two because if if Big Bug jumps on first two, other two are not directly in in splash zone. Okay, like in a line. Got it. Okay. So for sevens, looking around, you do notice some small creatures going through the buildings. They don't seem to be interested in you, but I will show you a picture of what they look like. Please. Oh, boy. Oh, no. These are to be just rummaging around trying to eat whatever they can you do notice like a few of them look towards your direction but then just go back to whatever they're doing you get a general sense that they would probably attack if they had more number at this point okay these are about the size of of these are about German the size shepherds? of yeah okay oh, yeah. There would be a. Irons would ask for a ping of some kind, whether through him or Unji, on if they have a mental connection to another hive mind or if they are individuals. I think Unji would be reaching out anyways. She's on high alert, so she could certainly try. All right, give me an occult roll. Skills. Let me find it. Hand. Hand. <laughs> like on the hand because the others ain't last... gonna listen <laughs> trying to remember from the last game did we ever successfully kill an ilfid i don't think we did no you never attacked one we never even yeah yeah all right i dispute that i dispute that <laughs> <laughs> okay the poo monster i don't know if we count that thing uh, well, to go back to it, Unji. So, um, <laughs> at least what you're getting on them, they definitely seem to be individuals. They don't oh, okay. seem to be part of a hive mind. Okay. They are pretty simple-minded, so something might be directing them, but that's about it. Okay. I'd relay that if I can. They seem know. individualistic, simple-minded. Something may be commanding them. Hmm. I honestly thought we were going to have a hive mind ordeal. Yeah, individuals, this works better for stealth. So, unless you have something you're going to be doing, the Ilfid are going to be going into the tunnels. The, they're going to take the suggestions of the uh, the Iron Commander, and go forth with the tactics. What are y'all doing? I'm following behind them. When we were, uh, when we were in control of the others, did they leave any fuel behind in Skrusk's spot? They had to. They couldn't take everything. Irons 
would be interested in tagging that along with us if possible. There are some of those critters in there. They're cowardly, from what we are understanding. They're not interested in attacking us at the moment. They see us as more of a threat. At least that's what Seven seemed to infer. All right. Jolangar made a bunch of noise along with irons as an intimidation to go through the door. You could probably just scare them off into a corner or something. Mm. Jolinar. Sir. Loud entry, front door. Understood. Do we want to let them get too far ahead? It's gonna kind of nod towards the Ilfid, which I assume are still going. Yeah. But if Irons just gives him a nod, then he'll go go ahead with it. Irons would give a nod to Jonar and send out a mental order to slow pace, cautious, report any... Uh, to the Ilfed, he'd give a slow pace, cautious approach, report any encounters. You just get a like a, a mental nod as they continue. Uh, no, kind of... they're treating me like a sevens mentally? Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I forgot the doors would be busted down, so uh, you can peer into the building itself. Yeah. I think the plan is just for me to go in and wow. scare them off, so All right. make a bunch of noise. You so can I'll give me a that. Intimidation check. Sammy's just going to stay on this big rock. All right. Oh, right. I need to do that. That's right. There you go. High ground wins. I don't even know if I have that skill. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't. you don't really. Uh, you go win, oh. try to make a bunch of noise. You're probably distracted, you know, thinking of Unji and, you know, she might be out there and... Uh, Maybe she's even getting surrounded at this very moment, and you're just sitting on this mission. The I mean, what I'd probably uh, go in is just go in and like try to attack one. That would probably be my most intimidating thing. And if I fail because it skitters away, then it has been successfully intimidated. So that's what. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would go with. So we're gonna do a quick initiative on this. Strong arm, hold up. Oh, wow. Double one. Ooh, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's <Brutal>. hilarious. <laughs> All right, so Jolinar, you're going to just go over there and attack one? <laughs> so, like, you both surprised each other. <laughs> Jolinar is just a little fat. <laughs> I was going to say, again. What? My dice rolls are interesting. I'm going to guess you're just going to take your next action to swing at it again. You, you it depends if it runs away because if it, it runs away, not. that's all I needed. It, it, it okay, barely well, dodged it... your attack and it seems to be going into a combat stance. Yeah, sure, fine. Okay. Do it again. Don't Give botch again. Oh my word. <laughs> Missed. Alright. I hope he keeps rolling like that against us. Oh. He better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. 
<laughs> All right, so they're going to start swarming. This is my Avon supposed to be rolling for me. Irons would, <laughs> Irons would also just kind of step in at some point, seeing how okay. things are going. What is happening? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, oh. So one was got a good hit. Uh, Ten oh. points of damage on Jolinar. So fourteen. Okay. So one grabs into your side, and you feel the teeth. They are very sharp. It tries to grab and rip, but it can't seem to, to fully rip your suit. But the fangs are just going in and piercing you, and it. It feels horrible to the, the feel. Does it? Or does it feel like good to actually feel something physical, finally? That's up to you. <laughs> Alright, so then I think this is when Irons is going to come in. Irons, please save Jolinar. <laughs> Brother! Please save the fighter. Brother! Well, I am going to roll my own intimidation check. Thank you very much. All right, Irons. So, Ladar and Irons, you go. So, go right ahead. <laughs> Irons that's, will step in. That's all ones on initiative. It's crazy. And then he will basically do a, a, a void projection of him over himself with a bestial type of growl coming out. All right. You should roll so I don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I spend my whole action doing this, do I get any kind of bonus or anything? I uh, see. Yeah, I can give you like a um, give yourself a plus two to it. Okie dokie. What is okay. happening? I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> Melt your dice. Uh, this is like Aurora. I have a plus nine to initiative. Uh, to intimidate. Oh, man. Just throwing that out there. Wow. You can rig to the chat. Technically a 12. Okay. Technically okay. a 12. Jolinar, who are you attacking? Who am I attacking? Um, yeah, which one do you want me to attack for you? No, oh, thank you for stepping in I don't in here. trust some other people's dice currently. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's supposed to be so um, dark and scary. Yeah. The I dice are not supposed to help. I'm scared. <laughs> we'll get it out now. I mean, we I don't want to move further into the room than I have to. Mm -hmm. So probably whatever is just sort of like keeps them at bay. Is all I'm trying to do. I'm gonna yeah. attack the one right here so they don't try to get a flanking advantage. Yeah, on go for it. Okay. First attack. Pretty there we go. There we go. Either way. Alright. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that kills it. Okay. <laughs> mm, I don't think that's intimidating enough. <laughs> You have two Are we going to attack the other one? I was going to uh, suggest it. You want to do that? If, if we can roll well and get vengeance on that hashtag rigged in the chat, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
So then go ahead for the second attack. Do it. Check. Do it. I mean, in fairness, we haven't really used our bodies in a decade, so. I know, right? (laughs) Another critical hit. Oh, my word. I needed a little bit of pain to get me going, okay? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then I, I would just suggest raising your shield for the last action. Solid. Okay. All right. So... One beside Jolinar is going to try running and jumping out the window, which would provoke opportunity attack. Oh, yep, definitely going to do that. If it's not too much trouble, Compass, could I get sight on other players? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) It danced on that one on my screen. (laughs) Make it like this. Let's just do that. Perfect. You're the best. All right. Yeah, and it's dead. All right. So there's one left in the room, and it just jumps out the window and runs. <laughs> okay. So, Irons would then be like, uh, he's still having to be distant, so he would say, Jolinor, Sevens, gather up a couple of the bodies. Stick one on this, outside this door. Sevens, staple one to one of the boxes over by the cave. Oh, that's an entertaining thought. Okay. Sure, I'll do that. Sevens are fine. He would then ask Unji and um, Rose to... Ruby. Ruby. (laughs) He would ask Ruby Rose to... (laughs) We'll um, say that's her middle name. He only he knows it. That's why he keeps using it. <laughs> um, he would ask. He would summon them to help him gather up the remaining fuel. <clears throat> okay. All right. Yeah, you spend some time and are able to uh, gather what you can from here. There's not too much left in here because they did convert a bit of it to flamethrower fuel. But yeah, you you get like two barrels of it. Good. Clan is forming. Alright, and I'll, I'll set up one of the bodies like uh, Irons wanted. I'll take either some broken pieces of wood or rebar or something and kind of like tripod it up on some things spiked through it. Alright. Put that at the entry to the, the building. Mm-hmm. Sevens will take one and put it on top of the box and cut it open like she's going to dissect it. Uh, that usually works uh i guess irons would kind of mentally say to himself that usually works against wild animals all right what's your next course of action Um, there's supposed to be tnt into the storage building over here right oh that's cleared out Okay, I they mean, took everything in there. Oh yeah. Good on them. Good on them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The pilot and his wife did a good job clearing it. Okay. It's like one of the few really good materials lying about. They're not going to waste it. Good. Oh. With that, Sevens is going to proceed inside. Alright. Ruby. You proceed. Yeah. 
think everyone is going in, so I'll just... I don't have a map for the tunnels, per se, but I'm just going to throw it back to town. All right, so you head into the tunnels. You you know the way. You've, you've seen it time and time again through the, the flesh puppets, or settlers, as they may be known. <laughs> the... The area is quite riddled. There are plenty of the uh, the blood jaw bodies littering the floor. Blast craters from uh, dynamite explosions, grenades, other things like that once you get close to the door. Uh, before then, it just seemed to be tons of tracks. The Ilfid, you haven't seen, but you can imagine that they're farther ahead. When you get to the door, Something is quite peculiar. The door itself seems to be of some sort of ancient variety that you can't quite make out a lot of things on it. However, when the door is open and you start peering into the tunnel, you start seeing all these depictions on the walls, emblems, and other things like that. But you notice that the primary emblem that seems to be almost around every corner is that of the Empire. Mm. From just looking at it, it seems like it was there from long, long ago. But it's still in good uh, shape. The material is quite strange. You're not familiar with whatever it's composed of, some sort of composite. But they replicate the, the Empire crest, and it is there for all to see are the ill-fed soldiers there waiting at the door for us they are or not are they already in they're already in irons would ping for a report from them and we've been seeing dead dead uh blood jaws beasties mm -hmm. all the way okay any signs of weapons fired void weapons fired no no void weapons fired. Okay. The um, when you try to ping the Ilfin, as you called it, you don't get a reply. In fact, you're not even sure if something got the signal in the first place. Am I still connected to the to the main Ilfed? You you feel connected, but when you focus on it, it feels weaker. And then Uji, you could give me an occult roll. Huh? Reaching out because something in you just seemed to scream about it. Actually, you realize that it is screaming. The the whispers, as though as though a far distance away. You hear them screaming over the horizon and basically saying not to go in. And they themselves don't want to seem to go in. Mm. So Unji will will stop dead in her tracks Unji. and start having her panic attack. Unji. <laughs> We have to go. The voices. We hear them screaming. They say we mustn't go. They don't even want to follow. 
Seven spears over and taps Inji on the head. Inji. Inji. Yes. Remember while we're here? Yes, we do. Do we listen to those voices? We will try not to. Good thing. Because they do not speak for you. They do not speak for me. They do not speak for us. They want what they want. We want what we want. We have each other's backs. Now let's go save everyone else. Yes. Ellie's in there. We know. We know. Something yep. is... We must beware. Always. Put a hand on her shoulder and say, Just because they cannot go does not mean you cannot go. Oh, man. That's a moment, I think, where they'd hop into their mind palace for a second, and she's holding the baby, and I think she, for the first time, looks down, and the baby is not in her arms. And she looks at Krennis and says, I will follow you. And I think together we'll go for Ruby. We'll go for irons. We'll go for sevens. We will go for ourselves. And he's going to kind of like run his hand down her shoulder to um, like her forearm and kind of give it a squeeze. And when he takes it away, um, there's like a bloody handprint from where he had like touched his side where he got injured. Mm. You all right? Yes, I am more to myself than I have been in a long time. If this is our path, I'm ready. Are you? I, th I think I am. And she's gonna, she has to stand up on tippy toe probably to get her head close to his head. And then she's gonna reach out towards one of the emblems on the walls uh, and try to use Reed's psychometric resonance. Right, which. It's kind of like detect sure. magic. Well, oh, you're good. Hey. I think, can we send it to yeah. chat? Yeah. There you go. So kind of like detect magic, but it gets vibes from objects. Basically, as we're going, she might be okay. walking a little slower, but trying to get, maybe reach out and see why, why the voices would be afraid. So when you do that, you have been so used to anger, wrath, 
hatred, but something here, not necessarily opposite, but a much different extreme. You, you feel sadness, pain, but, and that seems to have lasted such a long time that you can't even fathom how far back, mm. but something seems to have triggered maybe within even the last few days and you feel hope and what you can tell whatever is giving off these emotions is something that wanders the halls I We sense hope. Something is... Something has been freed into these... Into this place, and it is hopeful. Irons would stop the march. And... Look back. Just... Do any of them have the crystal type of stuff that Irons does, or are they basically just touched by the void in their minds? Just touched by the void in their minds. Okay. Irons would look at Unji and try and look at his own crystals. What colors are they? Actually, all of them seem to be losing color. Unji, there's something alive in here. Would I, I assume yes would be the answer, but. It's giving off some sort of psychic resonance. It, it at least can give off a resonance we can hear. Of some sort of life. Seven's with retort with, I could have told you that. We're here to save people. Irons would look more casual than he has ever looked since all of this happened. And yeah, uh-huh. We have to focus then. See if you can keep a mental ping out for where that is compared to us so that we don't bump into it without knowing. We will try. Can we go now? Let's keep moving. Want me to scout ahead then? As usual. All right. You proceed onward, Seven's leading, scouting ahead. Skip will go Again. with Seven's. Oh, okay. Hidden, camouflaged. Skip, no, is. skip is. Okay. You know, skip is ca camouflaged. <laughs> All right. Seven's so, going to look to Skip at, after breaking the line of sight with everyone. Looks at it. Call Dark Norm. Truth. <laughs> it's 
going to put out a little arm. Yeah. <laughs> do a little archer. He's like, puts out a little arm, retracts, puts away the pistol, puts our arm out again. <laughs> <laughs> Until this is over. All right. So you proceed forward, Seven, since you have that lead. Uh, seven, Skip, you realize that you see the Ilfid, um, the four that went in. They're heading towards your location. I'd. Yeah, um, I'm not going to even do a roll. Uh, you hide. They they just go past you. Report yeah. on comms. The Ilfid are coming back your way. Acknowledged. So yeah, they, are you going to be doing anything in particular? Otherwise, the Ilfid are going to be going towards the party. After they've gone past me, I will then begin stalking them. Okay. Skip will so, follow. <laughs> okay. So the Ilfid uh, get to the rest of the party, and me pause a few things. Oh. <laughs> but, um, oh. Who have I tackled? Don't worry about it. But anyway. Oh um, no, I think I'm on top of Unji. So the um Ilfid come back and they start having a quick com mental conversation with the Iron Commander. And at least from what you could gather, they present you tons of information. The information um is there is the enemy is here the um they at least from what you could tell have a little bit of fright in them but they seem to be determined that with all of you you should be able to defeat whatever the enemy is okay now are their crystals dim too they, their crystals do look a little dim. But still purple, or is there still any cyan in it? The... There's one that has cyan, and it's... The, um, that one is a little dim as well. Okay. So there's some kind of psychic dampeners in here, or an overwhelming presence. ETA to enemy. Uh, they give you basically two minutes of your walk speed down the hall. Townsfolk. They weren't even looking. If it was possible to do a reprimand in ill-fed ideas, he would try and send that. <laughs> but I don't know that it would. I don't know that that would work. You would give me an intimidation. <laughs> okay. Please roll better. Yeah. Nope. I meant like a little bit better than that. It you know, like I just thought about it, but y'all do have hero points if you so wish to use them. You don't have to use them right now. I just remembered. <laughs> okay. Okay. How many do I have? 
think you have three. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Okay. So I just re-roll that one. Uh, you can re right-click on it and then hit uh, re-roll using a hero point. Reroll using a hero point. Oh, it got one higher. <laughs> Don't know what's going on here. All right. Oh, well, no. um, you can't roll for everyone. The really digital dice have decided to favor one person. I haven't rolled <laughs> that's yet. So. <laughs> yeah, we haven't rolled yet, so we don't know if she's favored yet. I believe last time you determined that Irons is only good in combat, if I remember <laughs> right. Something like that. All right, so you you talking to them, trying to reprimand them, they're not affected, but you get a general sense of like where before they were connected to their um, commander and everything like that, basically bolstered these almost seem like they're being disconnected. And it seems to be a little bit easier to um, to mold them. So even though you didn't succeed, you, you got a general sense of they're afraid and they're reacting a lot more than their usual stalwart self. So, okay. If he senses that, he's going to focus some of his mental energy into trying and seeding in the cyan energy into more of them, trying to bounce it off of the right. one that's already there and feed it into them. Give me a will roll. A will roll. So like charisma then? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, just roll a will saving throw. Oh, I think I think that's would be appropriate for here. Okay. Let's hope that this counts as combat. Okay, it does. Yes. All right. <laughs> combat. No, it's like mental it. combat. Forcing the um your energy into trying to manipulate the cyan. And it it jumps onto another one with the same strength, and then it jumps onto another one with a mild strength. So you gotcha. have two with a full, one half, and then the other one's unaffected. Okay. That's probably good enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, to everyone connected, he would probably mentally say, beast ahead, time to destroy it because it's obviously a threat he obviously knows that that's a threat to the townspeople as well as the elf head so he's here for the townsfolk mainly okay all right With so that, you proceed forward yeah um sevens when iron reports that she will keep moving out the head then all right so sevens and skip you can go over there now and actually do your scouting Oh boy. I don't see anything. So just, I'll just turn off the token vision because you'll ah. see the rest. <laughs> so, oh, no. Seven Skip, looking into the room, you see the townsfolk in the back. They seem to be tending to each other, much wounding and a lot of damage to them, but they seem to be recovering 
Um, in the middle of the room, however, you see what you would consider an Ilfid commander. However, there are no void markings on him at all. In fact, he seems to almost be radiating something else, and although you don't really know what it is, you see the little Atheron uh, reptile seem to be crawling about him, having a, a general good time with him. He seems to be petting the reptile as though like a dog or something of that nature. However, Sevens, can you give me... Give me a crafting roll. I have that. Um, there's nothing to do with numbers here. No. Okay. Okay. The creature seems to be bent over some large contraption. Seems to be made of some sort of mechanical rock and other materials. Just seem to be coalesced into some form. And he seems to be typing on some sort of console. Okay. Can I get an insight on the survivors? See if they're like afraid, frightened. Yeah, you can give me perception. Perception. Go. Sevens rolling sevens. <laughs> can Skip also be sending a feed kind of back to Ruby? Yeah, he can give a perception check as well. Because it's basically what Ruby is going to be getting through his filter. I mean, through his senses. Oh, yes. okay, Skip. <laughs> okay. So, Skip is basically doing the documentary, and he's just, you know, showing everyone in their conditions and stuff. <laughs> All right. So, Ruby, you're able to determine that it looks like Pete is down. You're not sure if he's dead or not. Um, Scrost is wounded. The bodyguard is missing an arm. Um... Some of the others look pretty haggard and such, but none of them seem to be in like an overwhelming sense of fear, dread. They seem to be frightened. They they look towards the the creature in the center of the room. Oh, and I kind of forgot the place is littered with bloodjaw bodies. Yeah, I was about to ask, like, like yeah, yeah, living or oh, dead, dead. No. squashed. Okay. Uh, most of which you could imagine they probably are if they were like 3D instead of 2D. But, you know, um, the, for the most part, just littered across the place. Of course, some of them are shot, but a lot of them are just ground into the ground. The, um, but yeah, they're, they're looking towards the creature in the middle of the room with kind of like a weariness, but also uh, maybe we could get out of this. Hmm. And Ellie looks good? Yeah, she looks fine. Okay. So she will relay all that information. So are we, we able to get a mental picture of what the beast looks that that this thing is the beast? Or do when asking about the beast, is this the picture that we get here? Or is it a different picture? Yeah. The enemy is definitely the one that is picking up and skips uh, video feed of the one that is the huge menacing elfin. 
Mm. We're too far away from the ill-fit to understand. We're too dampened to understand and ask questions of the ill-fit on why their own design would be their enemy. Simmons is going to calm Unji. Unji, with your magic, can you do anything to read the Elfid? Like, get an idea about their intentions here, what they think is here? More than what they've been telling us. Yes, I think we can. We will try. Good girl. All right, you give me an occultism. Okay. Yeesh. Not a one. You're <laughs> trying to look into it. The um, they're not really budging. You just get a general sense of they really fear that Ilfid in the middle of the room. There's too much fear to get a clear sense they are very afraid of it Sevens is going to ask the Iron Commander Sevens is on the fence of the Iron Commander or Irons is currently running the ship here but Sevens is going to offer the idea maybe the humans should advance to talk See what this thing is doing before the Elfid just straight up attack it. See if we can learn something. Do, do we have any connection to the villagers anymore? No, you have no connection. No. That's too... Irons, I was talking about us. Which one of us, they all still look human, right? They don't have any crystals or void effect on them? No. Unji, Joldanar. And I suppose... Rose, Ruby. See if you can see if the ill-fed beast in there is going to react to you coming in and going to the humans. Understood. I will take points. Okay, Irons is going to position himself between these ill-fed here and the beast. Okay. So I don't know who to cover. He's, he's acting like he's taking point, but he's getting in between in case he has to fend any kind of stuff around. Alright, so you move into the room. Ilfid gets off its console and looks over to you. It seems to casually start walking up. 
just like bending its head, looking you over. It just seems to be scanning each one of you. Then it looks at Unji. Just stops. Just keeps on staring. I think with Seven's request, she's going to try to use empathy on it. Okay. Seven to reply. I got you covered. You could give me your spell attack roll. So just go under your spells and just do it. Go into spells. Go into spells. And then spell attack. Yeah. And then hit like the plus nine with the die next to it. Found it. Perfect. Come on, oh man. Close to a one. Uh, so close to a one. Let's put a hero point on this one. Uh, it's it's the big it's the big dude. Do it. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. This is an interesting that's, session. That's how the night's gonna go. <laughs> All right. So you try peering into it, and it is just a wall of force and of will, mm-hmm. and then it lowers, and you just feel a wave of loneliness sadness but then that barrage of hope when however the more it stares at you the hope actually lessens Uh. and then eventually it just breaks contact moves back over to the console, begins working on again. What happened? I would ruin it, yeah. It opened itself up to me. It is the source of hope and the sadness in this place. But we, we are taking its hope away. We are you you got it ju- oh, from... just just to verify it specifically was looking at you for the lack of hope. Of course, you say we, but you know, continue on. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, John, I was gonna say we are coming from perhaps as its enemies, and you are the most powerful of us. But perhaps it is still an ally. It did not feel. That way it felt very poignant to us only. We do not want to take away hope. Ruby, you haven't got a roll in this yet. Can you give me a crafting roll? Yes. (laughs) There are y'all. I do that. Okay, it's Ruby's night. <laughs> Ruby. So yeah, this obviously has some sort of console. It's messing with some sort of, I guess what you could be equivalent of a machinery. And when it's done staring at Unji and goes back over to it, what you would have guessed something was at maximum setting, it turns it to half. Okay, it's changing things. 
lowered the settings. When Unji would have said the last thing she said, um, Jolinar would have stepped further, kind of walked up to this thing, not aggressively, but just directly, and um, just started talking to it and saying, um, what are you? What do you want here? What do you need? What do you need from us? All right, I am just um, trying to put up a mental barrier so none, so that ill-fed with him don't necessarily get the info that's linking up to him. Okay. So, Joel and I, I'm just going to make you roll a perception. You're, you're speaking to it. It acknowledges your presence, but you get a general feeling it has no idea what you're saying. Do these things... They don't understand anything outside of mental link. The Ilfids seem to understand your language, but this one does not. Um, I think he'll turn back to Unji and say, you need to ask him. Whether or not he lets you in, tell him he has to. He has to hear. And if he will not speak to us, he will not speak to us. But we have to try. All right. Unji will try casting message on him. Okay. It. What do you say? Uh, what was it? Say again what Jolinar really wanted to express. Um, he, he's basically trying to express, um, like, what do, what does this thing want here? And how can we help it? How can we help each other? Mm. Okay. Yep. We are here to help. Who are you? We are yeah, here um, for the others to help them. When you speak to it, it just looks back over towards you and you get more of like a vision than an actual worded response. You see like a green landscape of a, of a beautiful forest and a loud crunch as your vision goes over to what would you what you could consider like an earth bear stuck in some sort of bear trap and then a figure comes out from behind a tree and takes up a position to attack it and then the vision ends and do i get the sense that it sees itself as the bear or the attacker it sees itself as the hunter. Okay. What do you hunt? What do you seek? You're not getting any more response from it. Kronis, it is a hunter. It sees itself as such. 
but what it haunts, I do not know. The others fear it. Whether or not it haunts them, it could. But it is alone? It seems alone. Let's see if the other, the survivors, know anything. Yeah. Maybe like... it does something to them. Ruby oh yeah, what has they done? Because like, we kind of just, we just kind of waltzed in here. Have they reacted to us at all? They've looked at you, and they see Empire clothing and such. They're, they, they don't seem to know how to react and just kind of keep glancing between you and the Ilfid in the middle of the room. Are we helmeted? Do I get the idea? Uh, it's breathable atmosphere, right? Yeah. So. So probably not. Yeah. Oh, besides the bodyguard. He's been in full suit and hasn't spoken a word. Yeah. And, uh, Ruby being closer, you notice that the, the bodyguard that's missing an arm, he's robotic. Oh. Yep, two point one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby's if, definitely going to try to make eyes uh, with Ellie. <laughs> she looks at you, but it's just... She doesn't... She's too distracted or something of that nature. She just can't seem to keep her eyes on you without just glancing at everything else going on. Okay. And I think you have your helmet on. That's what I was asking. So we don't have helmets. I have a helmet. You have a well, helmet. Well, technically, all of you have helmets. It we just do. depends on if you have them on or off. Okay. I was going to have mine off. And she would have hers off, too. Then I'm just have it on. Mm. Yeah, I was like, Ruby would still, I think we'd have hers on, still. Mm. But then she would take it off. Does Irons get the idea <laughs> if he moves himself in the ill-fed within line, line of sight of this thing, that this thing's going to immediately attack? Or... If he moves, know. and they and the Ilfed don't know either. They fear him. They think that. Yeah, I want them to be afraid. Makes them fear, weaker. Yeah, they fear him. They. You can't tell if it's one of those that they think that it will attack them, or is just a fear that they know that they have to eliminate him, but don't know if they can. Both are good. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Kristen do her thing before I take the risky step then. Oh right. no. Just as a side note, all of you for actually once in such a long time you you actually get something in your HUD. Um it just is a quick thing. It just says uh four six five and six one six inbound. It sounds like him. I'm, I'm sorry, what was the thing? You go ahead, Adam. Was that's ill-fed or that's Empire? That was, that was an Empire communication. Did Sevens acknowledge, I think? Sevens acknowledges the, communi uh, the communication has been received. All right. There's no return message. Uh-huh. Continue on. Okay. Well, I would say Ruby 
takes down the helmet. It's Ellie. It's me. She looks over to you. I'm gonna make her. I'm gonna make her roll. All right. Ooh. She looks over to you, and it's like finally she calms down a little bit. Just seems to be staring. She's like, Ruby. It's it's gonna be okay. We're gonna get out of this. What is that thing? It's supposed to be dead. Yeah, we always come back. Uh, um, yeah, a, a report, yes. Um, so, it, I don't know. It was just in here. It, we, we fled inside and it covered our escape. That's all I know. So we, we, we've been trying to figure out if we should leave or not. Okay, didn't attack you or anything? No, no, it, it, it didn't. Uh, is that really you? Yeah. We were taken over by Ilfid. I can tell you later. You don't look like you aged today. I haven't looked at myself. I didn't. <laughs> okay. She seems to be kind of like lost in contemplation, just trying to think. What about the rest of you? What are you doing? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Adam. You said you were trying to get the Ilfid into position. Did you ever fulfill on that? When you move towards George? Well, I was gonna do the. I was gonna do a risky movement to. I don't know if he's going to directly attack right away or not, but that thing makes their mental defenses weaker and it doesn't really affect irons because if he dies that's a win for him so he's not afraid yeah, Jolinar so is going to just order... kind of put an arm around Unji and be sending irons vibes of this I don't know how but this is our way out he would send And he would he would actually do that little hum under his breath. Not just right. mentally to him, but under his breath. And he okay. would say uh, he would command the ill fed to follow behind him he wants them in a straight line one here he wants them all in line where they can see this thing and he yeah. wants to be in front and that the, when they see it he wants to take advantage of that fear and spread to all spread the cyan to all of them if possible okay. two are full one's partial and then the other one you start working on this however all of a sudden the fading 
stops. It, you, the colors are starting to come back in. And you feel a connection that you desperately do not want to feel. Is, um, notice that down the hallway stomps the Ilfid commander uh. moving up to your position. He looks over the Ilfid troopers and basically moves them aside. He he motions for you to move aside. What do you do, Iron Commander? It would be most advantageous if he stepped right about here about where he's going to be stepping. They are bolstered by him being there then? There's no yes. mental... Okay. So he would the wait until he was right there. there. Oh, the cyan that's already there is still there, but continue. Okay. He would wait until they were right there. He would then send out this is the moment. He's going to tell everyone connected to him the beast is there ill-fed commander stands between us and it but now it faces something in the beast that it cannot defeat. The beast will win. And we will not give up. We will not follow and be slaves to the ill-fed anymore. We demand a little karaoke. And he would start to mentally blast out Turn Me Loose by Loverboy. And he would, with the karaoke cue, he would expect everyone that's connected to him and has some kind of influence with him to mentally be singing the same, to mentally be in chorus with it, to align with that song as a, a rallying cry against the mental control of the ill-fed, using the chorus of turn me loose as this huge push point to make that influence go away so that the goal is that we can pincer attack the ilfid commander and get out of here <laughs> yeah and i'm stuck right here next to him hidden in a rock, a rock <laughs> above my head and skip is just covered in more rocks, like a little rock castle. <laughs> All right. Like Sam. You're doing, like, over the comms, you're doing it now. So, Irons, I want you to give me a, a will saving throw first. The, um... Okay. Unji would definitely, I don't know if there's any way to help, but Unji would definitely do the music. <laughs> Is there a circumstance bonus of some kind? Having having allies chorusing along, karaokeing? Karaoke to save the universe? 
sure, we could give you like, yeah, we could give you a plus one from Uji's backdrop. I could totally cast like ghost sound and literally make the music play. <laughs> be awesome. It's just a cantrip. <laughs> that would also be uh, kind of weird for the for the townsfolk there. There's this, this really serious situation that someone goes, Terminus, Terminus, I want to do it my way. <laughs> All right. Not bad. All right. All right. Dirty 20. This is what's going to happen. So, while Irons is doing that, you feel a huge wash of communication that is just a... Um, it's not directed as much as like it goes in all directions from the commander and well from the Ilfid commander and it seems to be speaking directly to the the other one but can't get a direct connection it basically mentions that your time is gone this is the end and once you're gone our ancients will, uh, our ancient presence will be reconquered. The, the, um, the, the non Ilfin void seems to return in kind by activating something on the console. The Iron Commander music blares. The Ilfid commander lets out a huge burst of energy towards the, the console in that area. And he seems to try to, the, the Ilfid commander, to reach out all of you and to say, once that goes off, you will be disconnected from and a flood of energy of information will go into irons and yunji since you're the most connected to the void he gives you information that what the other one was working with was a bomb it is what he would consider a null bomb mm. something to vaporize the void And if that goes off at full capacity, anything void will be atomized. So, the Ilfid commander is seeming to halting the bomb's progression by use of his own force. The the Forgotten, as I call him, seems to be going away from the console and getting ready for a combat stance with the Ilfid commander. And now I need to know what the rest of you do. So not really knowing what it's going to do, per se, I think Jolinar is going to yell or say to Ruby that um, whatever they turn down, you need to get turned back up. Can you do that? Yeah. Yeah, I can try. So as he steps away, Ruby will kind of 
sneak around behind to look at it. All right, so you're going to be going for the console. What are the rest of you doing? I think I'm interacting, interacting in a game of whack-a-mole, um, trying to get out from under this guy. Okay. Because um, that's not exactly where our ice sniper wants to be. <laughs> so, just to clarify again for Irons and Unji, if that is turned on to full blast, anything void will be wiped out. That includes the both of you. And did we understand from the from the ill-fed commander how wide the radius, excuse me, is? Hmm. He didn't give that information. And would it? Yeah, what would it mean for Unji? She would die, or just she loses all her abilities? You would, because of how interconnected you are with the void. If that thing went off, you would die. Okay. Man, she wants to know how far it goes. Okay. Does it look like the like these these people over here are not even on the radar of the Ilfed right now? Right. Not at all. No one's paying any attention to him. Get the civilians out. Unji, get them out. And get as far away as you can. Keep your promise. Sevens would add on to that, not knowing that this thing is going to end up conquer. I'd be a hero, kid. You just die. I think uh, Unji's gonna touch Jolinar's arm with her bare hand that she had used to touch the walls to let him know what's gonna happen and also um, cast a heal on him. Could give him, hopefully, back up full. It's in feats. I can only do it once. Healing touch. When she By the does way, that... what's the lizard doing? <laughs> it's oh, that's a good question. Basically acting as sort of like a crawling parrot on the the forgotten one. Oh. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Eight hit points. Uh Dolinarius back up to full. Okay. When she does that, Jolinar, who's kind of, like, got himself into a defensive position, will just sort of turn to look at her, and, like, his face will change entirely, but his body stance will not at all, as he just kind of stares at her, just kind of with this question of, like, like, is is that your decision? Not, not like, uh, questioning whether or not it is, but, like, confirming, is that what she wants to do? We must keep our promise. If that needs to be done. If it will help Ruby and Ellie get away. Then we accept our fate. He will kind of sort of stare at her, stare past her, um, and I think you'll see, like, just some tears start falling down his face, and he'll just 
break position for a minute to like pull you really close and just give you a kiss on the forehead. And then just hold you really tightly for a minute. Our fate is and not then... decided. There is still hope. We will not take hope. We will not take hope away. We were ready to die once. I will find you in this life or the next. Unji will kiss him back and start heading for the uh, survivors. And Skip's gonna come alongside you and hear gonna stick with you. She'll put one hand on him. If you can find him. He's camouflaged. (laughs) (laughs) I think she can feel Ruby on him. (laughs) Ruby's dude. Ruby's dude. (laughs) Camouflaged except for a few streaks of Cheeto dust. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Alright. So So for irons, just to put it out, you do have control of three the open. Okay. They would be instructed to uh, two of them to keep this guy busy, one of them to assist this one in attacking the ill-fed commander. Okay. I'm just doing positioning. Yeah. I think At these were just grappling three will just, Yeah, basically. Putting him to the side. Oh. These will be kind of like on the same area. Run away, Sevens! <laughs> well, it's far enough away that I don't get up. He doesn't. Wait, no, he still gets opportunity attack on me. Huh. He doesn't see you. Yeah. You're um, sneaky. He, sneaky sneaks. Uh, this way, if I can manage it. Alright. Just to say that the only exit out of the room is the area that you came in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Point that out. Yeah, I'm fine yep. here. Okay. So, so Jolinar, what were you doing? He is going to, um, probably head up. Uh, he's gonna try to assess how this fight is gonna go tactically to where he can get involved, but is looking to, um, help lock down one of these enemies or basically be front lines here. Okay. And Sevens, what are you doing? I'm debating about which one I should be, like, shooting. <laughs> okay. So, so many choices. <laughs> I know. Let's start How developing many... things. So they're going to start clashing. I'm not going to do any sort of, like, initiative and combat type thing. Ruby, you're going to be working on the bomb. Uh, you were going to put the settings all the way back up the max? That's what I was told to do. Okay. I don't understand the ramifications. The ramifications. Yeah. Okay. This is very deja vu, y'all. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> yeah, back, too. The, uh, the Forgotten, when you do that, looks towards you, just shakes his head, but then continues to fight. The, um... 
but that he's just seemed to be completely occupied in the combat, so he can't move to do anything about it. Um, Unji, Skip, you, you start getting the, the settlers, which are very much happy to get some sort of indication to move somewhere. Um, they, they pick up the body of Pete and start moving towards the exit with you. Skip will go up to Ellie and go... She pets Skip and hugs and moves on. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to start moving towards the exit. I'm not going to care about walls because walls are dumb. Anyway. <laughs> um, Ron, uh, as they're passing by, Irons might use his don't quit ability to, if any of them had any negative stuff on them, to try and get it off and then get them moving faster. Oh, yeah. Spend cool. Point. Perfect. Nice. All right. Yeah, that definitely helps, especially on some of the people in the back who are pretty battered. All right. I want to say like Pete. Pete <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is unconscious, so it's not going to fully help him, but it helps the people trying to carry him. Jolinar, <laughs> uh, give me perception check. I can roll for you. Unless I got it. Hold on, no, Don't. you can't do it. He's You're fired. cursed. Nice, a curse. Cursed for compass. <laughs> All right. And double ones. You're getting a, a feeling if the battle continues like this, the command, uh, the Ilfid commander will win. He's obviously more powerful than the um, than the forgotten. Uh, but that seems irrelevant. We're all committed to death. But if the Ilfid commander survives, the bomb won't go off. But if he survives, we'll be dead. So. Up to you. I'm committed to death. So he's going to have to kill me to turn that bomb off. And I can accept that. All right, so you join the fray on the forgotten side. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ruby, what are you doing? Um, Ruby is now hesitating on what she was going to do. Um, is there any other information I can gain from this panel? She doesn't even know it's attached to the void. It's really foreign. You could tell that Despite its size, something in it is definitely of a, um, an astral nature. Something will probably expand. You're not really versed in occultism. Oh, wait. You are versed in occultism. Give me a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Yeah, we need to know how big this bomb is. <laughs> yeah. You can tell it's pretty big. Uh, how big... You're not quite sure. You're starting to think that maybe it will be planet-wide. Oh. Oh, wow. At the half? It doesn't seem to matter about that part. Okay. It just seems if it goes off, it'll be planet-wide. Okay. Um. So at this point, she know, does she know how to set it off? 
<clears throat> right now it should be setting off, but the Ilfid commander is using his um, dark magics, as we will call it, um, to hold back the timer. Okay. So... I think... It's almost like he's pausing time in that area. Yeah, okay. And so she will... She, I think she's going to stay guarding kind of the console, but is going to try to go after big guy, purple guy as well. Okay. Sevens, what are you doing? Jolinar engages. I think it's time that Sevens takes a pot shot. As a big okay, guy. so you're going to engage on that too. Mm -hmm. All right. So... Settlers start moving out. Sevens, are you moving with the settlers or no? Um, I mean, moving. sorry, um, irons, are you moving with the settlers or no? Uh, yeah, okay. No, irons okay. isn't moving. Okay, irons would be giving, uh, he's still connected enough to give mental commands. Yeah, yes, okay. Their success, they look like they're successfully holding this guy back. Yeah. Okay, this one's holding there. <clears throat> he would probably instruct, um, probably tell Ruby to get it ready, but don't set it off. Sevens. It, just to clarify, it is going off. It's just being held off by the void. Okay. He would okay. I get it. Mm -hmm. So he's saying we have to keep them busy until Unji gets them off planet. Jolinar. You need to get her off planet. Oh, so you're telling him that he has to leave the fight. Yeah. Is that basic? Okay. He's saying he wants you to get her off planet. So Jolinar is going to disengage from combat and go. Mm, I'm thinking. Oh, okay. This is like a mental command, right? This comes across mentally. Mm -hmm. uh, sevens, he would let Sevens and um, Ruby hear this. I'll shoot him in the face for you. I'll do your work. You should go with her. Alright, I feel like... He would, he would, Irons has seen the Malian Palace stuff. Mm -hmm. He will flash that child, the image of Unji with the child. Get her off planet. So you'll you'll kind of get like some little like flickers back across their their shared comms channel, where he's like, kind of like. Well, no, like, 
Ruby should go, you know, or Seven should go, like, like sort of these little half-built concepts of why either of the other people should be the one to do that, well, he should stay. Um, but as Irons is, like, persisting on this, um, he will, you'll kind of feel him, like, eventually relenting, and then he will disengage and do what Irons has told him to do. Right. So, so those let's... are Iron's orders. He just probably start taking pot shots or something like that, bolstering the um, the ancient one as he needs to through this. Okay. So Jolinar is going to retreat, but he's going to take some damage from the fight. So sixteen points of damage. Yeah. We. Okay. Good thing I got him out now. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, the Ilford commander is terrifying. <laughs> the um. He says a melee that I'm guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So sellers, Unji, you're gonna be passing. All your HUDs come up again with another signal from the Empire. It all it says is just target question mark. Seven's just gonna begin typing in her location. <laughs> it, it it comes back really quickly. Dude, which one? Uh, um mark uh pull out a marker light. Alright, that's what's gonna trigger it then. Yes, I'll pull out a marker light. I will spin a a hero point if I have to to pull this out <sighs> and mark them. All right. So two figures come out of stealth camouflage and start opening up. One is a huge man with a, a four small. Nice. Uh, another is a um, medium build. Appears right next to irons and actually reminds you a lot of irons. Shotgun in hand. And starts opening fire too. Um, Archie goes, dang, someone stole my look. <laughs> I, I, they're going to enter the fray and help with that. The, think what we're going to do. You're going to be trying to kill the Ilfid commander. Yes. Okay. Cut the connection at least. Disrupt concentration. I'm just trying to decide. Okay, look, Unji and Jonar have to get off the planet, all right? <laughs> and Unji they and Jonar need enough time to get off the planet. Ruby needs to get off the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Well, Ruby will live, even if right. she's on planet, as long as nothing else kills her. That That's the only concern. <laughs> All right. She's so, <laughs> She's been dead once. <laughs> I could do that again. Presumed dead. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Didn't stick. I think this is just what we're going to have to do then. The, um, you continue the fight and finally the Milford commander goes down. Concentration ends. Ruby, you see some sort of figures on the, the console start flashing. Ruby and then that. I would say at this point, looking at it, it goes completely, your vision goes completely white. All of yours. When you open your eyes again, just everyone's where they were, except all the Ilfin or Isles of Ash. <gasps> and where so were too, we? Because that was important for some of us. And so too is Irons. And Unji. I think Jolinar was like running after the group. Yeah, Jolinar, you probably got to the settlers and look towards Unji. The flash of light went off and she is gone. Right now, the uh, other two figures uh, come up to Sevens. It's like, dude, where you been? We've been looking all over for you. Oh, um, to me, it's been like three days since the outpost. So glad you guys are here. Dude, we got so much to talk about. After yeah. apparently you went missing dead or something, they took us right off our extended vacations as they call it and then we got put on this task force to be able to look for you all the others eventually got kicked off but we were persistent we ain't gonna leave you behind thank you Pat, besides we chat. finally got to prove her right after all didn't we <laughs> yeah they oh, kind of like start high-fiving you and such yes high fives for everyone and gestures to the the ancient as we will have been referring to it yeah he's pretty battered up but he just stands to get up looks around and just starts heading towards the exit i think we should probably follow the big guy you guys have a ship i assume hopefully yeah dude we got a really nice retrofitted one even has camouflage you're gonna love it Good, uh, because um, we have a lot to report in. All right. All right, so you, you all start making your way to the surface. I think Jolinar is in shock. Yeah, yeah, 
I don't know how you're reacting, but um, I imagine Darth Vader no screen. This is how Jolinar turns to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. I imagine he would just pick up Pete and keep the rest of the people moving, take them back out to the, the settlement, get them on a ship, if there is one, or load them onto a ship, whatever, get them ready for that. And leave them there. There's one thing I would uh, Sevens would like to do, and I will more than likely be spending a hero point on this. From the ashes of irons, can I get the shotgun? Oh, Mildred. Yeah, sure. I will spend a hero point if I have to to get Mildred. Oh yeah, yeah. You picked her up. You come out of me. And All right. The badge of irons. He's gonna. She's gonna take it. I don't know. Did irons have that? He actually probably had some war medals on him. Discharged and probably sort of taken, but I'm gonna pick those up too if they're there. All right. So you get back to the landing pad. You see a very large ship there. The um. Uh. 616 and 465 they inform you that um, this is their vessel they have heavily modified it to be able to go after the Ilfid ever since they attacked the first time people just start loading into the ship and start taking off what about the ancient he gets right on board with you Okay, I was going to wait for him to come aboard anyways. No one's stopping him, but there's plenty of room. Good, good. And, uh, well, Sevens did see Irons disappear, but kind of looks around, looks for Yunji. He sees Jolinar's distraught face, probably, because I think he has a helmet half open and doesn't say a word. Right. Yeah, Ruby. Go ahead. Go, go Uh, ahead. I was like, Ruby would run over to Allie, and just would grab her and hug her, and you know, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, she just seems overwhelmed with emotion. She's just bawling her eyes out. It's like saying something about glad to have you back, and how dare you disappear on me. But, you know, going back and forth between the two. Yeah. We're going to stick together this time. And as she's so... Ruby's just so excited, that's when she would turn and look for Unji. And see Jolinar. No. She can't be gone. He's just standing, probably like 30 feet away. And if you try to approach him, he's just not going to talk and he's just going to turn and walk away. And I don't think he's going to interact with anybody. And he's not going to go with you. Into the ship? Yeah. 
Huh? So he's going to kind of force you to leave him behind. I'm so sorry, Jordan. Seven's going to wave over to the other two that came. And, like, go on their comms, ask, you guys got some shock batons or something? Got what? Got shock batons, stun rounds. Dude, you don't take stun rounds against alien invaders. Oh, we got one guy that's pretty distraught. And unless he gets medical help, he's going to die out here. Look, man. Or do that? Is that is that the thing now? Read your report. It just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, no, I've been changing my report as often as I can. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. I mean, we've always had the idea of sticking together. And, I mean, looks over to Jolinar. He doesn't have the same values. I mean, man's got to do what a man's got to do, right? Yeah, but here's the problem. Um, the rebels are coming this way. So we can't just leave him here. I think what he's going to do is he's going to take off his um, his imperial or empire armor and just sort of drop it and then just start walking off into the wilderness. He has no intention of staying at the settlement. Well, he's, he's just eaten by those, uh, those monsters of teeth or load shotgun. Let's I ain't gonna stop you. You can do what you want to, man. Um, these are your squad. You know how to handle yeah. them. He's gonna put, uh, she's gonna put the shotgun on hip, pulls that sniper rifle, aims, and he's gonna just take off Jolinar's head. Right. There was kind of like a moment of silence. Then... And then Seven salutes before the ramp closes. Alright. You... You pull off and start heading. That he was the most equipped to be doing what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you, well. you pull off into space and you notice that the Ilfid ship is there. Seems to have finally got into a, a sort of a range and it's completely silent. You know, sadly, we're probably going to end up seeing him again. He's, and Sevens is saying that to uh, Ruby. How? Well, look what they did to Irons. I think... No, I think they're gone. I think Rose. whatever that thing was, I don't... I did it. I think the... I killed them. Looks to you like you're crazy. You killed them. I... I was there at the console. I could have done something. 
Okay. I'm going to ask you. Did you understand everything that was on that console? No. Did you understand magic? No. Do you think that you could have stopped whatever the Ilfid commander was doing and also stopped the bomb at the same time while it was doing its thing? I was hoping. Did Iron seem sad or regretful or misinformed when he told you what to do? No. Do you think that him or Yunji would want you to be sad that you did what they asked you to do? We were... We were supposed to get off this together. We were supposed to have a new home together. Yeah. I cannot say much about that. Because the Empire was my home. Always has been. Always will be. I know you don't like it much. I read your file. But Irons went out a hero. Unji. I probably knew because her and Irons talked a lot in that mental escape. I really hated using that. But I believe both of them knew. And both of them agreed that this is how it should go. I don't know about Joel and R, because, um, honestly, I've never been in his situation. Well, I've had my entire, I've had squads with me die, you know, how I got my name, Sevens. But mm. we all did what we had to. And we stopped the invasion. And what Unji wanted most is to save lives. But now she wanted to get spend more life with um, Jolinar, yes. But she did come here and she did save lives. Irons actually came back to life. You, even though Help Sevens has a helmet on, you could feel that she's like having complications trying to figure out how that works and just ignores it. Then Sevens, or right. I'm going to speak about myself now. Well, who am I, Unji? Unji and Irons were good people. They did what they had to even with the worst hand given to them. And for that, I'm giving them accommodation. It's easy to do that to dead people. And we will not have Dolanar's tarnished reputation mentioned. He's a KIA. And we'll at least do that much for him. Mm. Now, whenever we get off to the station, you and your sister... I don't care if you disappear. Uh, there probably is a lot of questions for you two. Uh, you get a signal from the um, Ilfid ship. Mm-hmm. Um, packets ready for pickup. Ah! That's my buddy. <clears throat> hey, guys, can you uh, quickly go to pick for that pickup, please? 
looking to the other two that came to save them. Yeah, they, they just like, whatever, man. And they start just going over there. You get to the docking area, completely silent. Except there's two figures, one of which will be Charles Trester, still in his get up. And he has basically um, a equivalent of a dolly and a regenerative tube with Sergeant Jamkins in it. You say a doll? Okay, dolly. Okay, the moving equipment. Right, right. Oh. Okay. I was picturing I like a little doll. <laughs> <laughs> I must have. Yeah, I need to rephrase it. But it's all good. Sevens is at the ramp and salutes. All right, it's accomplished. A... Mission accomplished. They file on in. Let's go home, people. That's where we're going to end it. We got the sevens ending. <laughs> oh. Post credit scene. Oh yeah, post credit scene. Every as a uh, sevens is kind of settling down and everything, and finally, finally taking her armor off to get clean. She says, oh, put on some music. She pushes on set. She pushes on Iron's playlist. And I'm as free as a bird now. And this bird you cannot change. And the song goes through a free bird. Leonard Skinner. And for the viewers, for the audience, images of Imuji, Unji and Irons are in that mental space. And there you see images of them. And the good times that they that everybody was having together in the squad in their little squad, in their little family. But now, he's free. The void no longer holds you, your body nor your soul. Did he ever find... Uh, no one else had actually messed with Mildred, right? Everybody, that was his gun. Yeah. So, as Sevens, uh, if Sevens was examining it and stuff while that song was playing, underneath it says, My beloved Mildred. Sevens would nod. Like, that is a very iron thing to do. Ah. And she, go she goes over and taps. Um, the one orc on the entire ship. Short, right? Give me some of that shine. I've been dying to try it. And he's like, oh, so you've heard. Here you go. And Sevens is going to shrug it, and it's like, oh, this tastes awful. And that is how Sevens is going to end it. Oh, and then just passes it over to Ruby. Because Ruby needs it much more. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ruby's gone, you know. Takes this An wig. And yeah, she's just more. hoping in her mind that um, Unji and Jolin are, are in a space together somewhere, whatever that is. That that was possible. This has been another fantastical episode of AV Epics. An Amity Studios production. Do give us a like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to follow the adventure. You can further support us and become a part of the ever-growing forest known as Avenue Studios by joining our locals or Patreon community. Doing so not only helps us continue to create high-quality content, but you will also gain access to bonus content as well as our private Discord where you can chat with us, play games, watch movies, and so much more. Don't forget to check the links below for the sound music and ambience that we use, as well as, of course, Foundry Virtual Tabletop and the Starfinder 2E Discord, where the community developed this system that we are playing in. And uh, Adam, good sir, where can people find and support you? Well, at about the same places they can find and support you. On Patreon, you know, locals, direct contact. For the Inn of Planar Crossroads specifically, we've got a landing page you can go to, innofplanarcrossroads.com or theiopc.com. Either one works, and you got all the buttons there and stuff with the logos. Uh, I haven't switched over Twitter's logo yet to X or whatever it is. It's placeholder is X. So, that's where you find us. Beautiful. Help them hit $100 because we want to see more from the Unipolinar Crossroads. And thank you, Compass. Thank Yeah, thank you, Compass. <laughs> thank you, Chiro Chiba and Avon for joining. You guys are awesome. You're thank you all. I think it's safe to say we won't have a sequel to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, Ruby like and Sevens are still here. <laughs> if it's going to be anyone, Sevens is probably an empty Oh. Oh. Okay, so an 80s level, 80s level sequel bait. <laughs> Somewhere else in the galaxy. A set of ill-fed were outside the range. But in that set of ill-fed, cyan swirls still remain. <laughs> Ooh. That's perfect. No, that would fit. That would definitely fit. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining the adventure. We will see you next time. All right, bye. Bye. This has been another fantastical episode of the AV Epics Podcast, an Avenue Studios production. Do give us a review on your podcast app of choice to help spread the word. You can further support us and become a part of the ever-growing forest known as Avenue Studios by joining our Patreon or Locals community. Doing so will not only help us to continue creating high-quality content, but you will also gain access to bonus content and our private Discord, where you can chat with us, play games, watch movies, and so much more. Don't forget to check our podcast podcast description for the music and ambience that we use and thank you so very much for joining the adventure and we will see you next time